Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I hear a lot of talk about old-time great fighters. I hear people say that Joe Lewis, Jack Dempsey, Jack Johnson, Jim Jeffries, and all of them would have annihilated the likes of myself, Muhammad Ali. After watching these films, watching their opponents, watching their styles, watching how they fought, watching the footwork and their speed, it may come as a shock to you, but I say that I would have beat every heavyweight that ever lived before me. Joe's gonna come out smoking, and I ain't gonna be joking. I'll be pecking and a-poking, pouring water on his smoking. Then this might shock and amaze you, but I will destroy Joe Frazier. And I'm knocking out all bones. And if you get too small, I'll knock you out. Cameron, I mean, everybody follows me, I'm so great. He said he will go in eight to prove that I am great. And if he wanna go to heaven, I'll get him in seven. He'll be in the worst of fix if I cut it to six. And if he keeps talking jive, I'll cut it to five. Hey, I'm the king of the world. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it, you're not that great. Hold it, man, man. I don't want Coming to you live from the great state of Texas, right here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Greg the Truth. Host of the show is the Five Pound Mr. Fayaz, who we are trying to get on as we speak. Hopefully, we will be able to work through a little bit of Blog Talk Radio server technical difficulties and get him on the show. Um, but to be quite honest, right off the bat, I got to tell you. I'm just surprised that we were able to do the show tonight because um, Blog Talk, I guess, appears to be having server issues. But um, anyway, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank everybody for downloading. I want to ask you to check us out on Twitter, at MajorityMMA. Like us on Facebook, The Majority Decision. And please, by all means, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that really just makes us feel good about ourselves. Anyway, UFC 202, getting right into the meat of the conversation, has come and went. As anybody who keeps up with mixed martial arts, you know it was dubbed as the greatest or the biggest rematch in the history of the UFC. 
And I guess all of that's arguable. But uh, top to bottom, on paper, this was a very good card. And looking at the results just quickly up top to bottom, I got to tell you, this was an exciting card. Six finishes, seven, eight, excuse me, six knockout or TKO finishes, one verbal submission, and a guillotine submission finish. A lot of finishes in this in this show, a lot of action. And I tell you what, I, I think that anybody would agree that UFC 202 far and away outdid UFC 200, which kind of disappointed. I know we talked about this right after UFC 200 and a lot of changes in that card, a lot of main event changes, drug test failures, just crazy stuff going on. And it ended up being what it was. One of those type of cards that on paper looked like it was a million dollars. Huge names on the card, top to bottom, but the fights just didn't deliver. UFC 202, I think, was a little bit different. You had some name value at the top of the card. Of course, the name value, as much as I hate to say it, in Conor McGregor. Uh, and then the rest of the card was filled up with very, very solid and talented fighters. Cowboy Cerrone, Rumble Johnson, Glover Teixeira, Cody Garbant on the Fox Sports preliminary portion of the card. So it was a great card. And, and it was surprising to me on Friday when I take when I took a look at what was going on there on the ticket sales-wise, surprised to see that there were a ton of tickets still available for that show. Kind of made me question whether or not maybe some of the hype was hurt by the way that Conor McGregor lost his first fight with Nate Diaz. Very interesting to see how everything turned out. Of course, you know, the USC is going to get their money. They had a huge gate. Upper-level bowl tickets going for $1,296, $1,200 for one ticket. What a good show down to the left, so let's get right to it. The first thing i got to say is that, and I don't know how everybody else feels about this. I'm a stickler for things. I like the production aspect of, mixed, of, of any sports entertainment, mixed martial arts. If you listen to the show, you know I'm a WWE fan. So it, it, I, like, I like the entertainment aspect of it. I like the production value. The UFC does a tremendous job of running fight packages, getting everybody up to speed on the history between the two fighters, the history of the fighters. Letting everybody know who's who, what's what, why they're doing what, why they hate this person, and whatnot. But there's one thing that i got to point out. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one. But Mike Goldberg just – sometimes he's on, and sometimes he's just completely off. And in some of those fights last night, man, I really felt like Joe Rogan was calling the entire show. I felt like Joe Rogan was doing color and – play-by-play, which a lot of times he does. And then Mike just laughably kind of fills in with, whoa, what a what a punch, or just some 
odd, ambiguous comment that really doesn't mean anything. It, it's just they circle into the left, Joe. Lands a right hand. Stockton slap. And it just makes me wonder, these both of these guys, and Joe Rogan who just re-signed a contract uh, with the UFC at first, if, if you remember, he was saying that he wouldn't. If the UFC was sold, there was no fatigas that there might not be a Joe Rogan. But uh, he, he did end up re-signing. I don't know how long Mike Goldberg's contract lasts. But I'm not, I'm not totally certain that maybe a shakeup in the booth might be might be something that the UFC might need to look at doing. Um, and I don't think Mike Goldberg is bad. I just think he checks out sometimes. And I think that it might be a good idea to bump a guy up. You know, I don't necessarily, I'm not a huge John Anik fan. I don't like his, uh, I don't like his post-fight interviews, but that's just nitpicking, I guess. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot of guys out there that I think could add a lot to the way that fights are called in the UFC. And, I mean, the action in the cage, it delivers. It, it's there. But you got to have someone in there that can paint the picture and tell the story of what's going on. And Joe Rogan does the best of his ability, but it's very hard to do both. And I think a lot of times because Mike Goldberg is just lost or checked out, uh, he ends up doing that. He, he, end, uh, he Joe Rogan ends up doing both, and uh, you know, to me, it takes away from what's going on in the cage. That might just be me. You know, some guys don't even care about that kind of stuff. You know, it's all about the fights. But uh, you know, I like to pay attention to those kind of things. So, there's my two cents. Maybe we could start a uh, replace Mike Goldberg hashtag. No, I'm just kidding. I don't I don't really mind him that much, but uh, I don't know. He just seems like his uh, – the game might be passing him by, quote-unquote. Anyway, so UFC 202, official attendance, 15,539 for a $7.6 million gate. And, again, that's what $1,200 – last row lower bowl seats will get you and that's a seven million dollar gate again you know top to bottom good card just to run through a few things hated to see neil magny lose though lorenz larkin is a very very tough opponent you know we're Fayez and i both are, are a pretty good fan of neil magny he's a no days off type of guy he'll fight as many times as they'll offer him a contract. I mean, in 2015, he fought five times. 2014, he fought four or five times. Um, 2013, I think he had an injury, so he only fought three times. But, I mean, this guy is a guy that wants to go to work. He wants to get better, wants to get it done. But he falls to Lorenz Larkin by TKO in the first round, and I'm sure he'll be back. But it's a good win for, for Lorenz, a good, a good win for him, and uh, hopefully one that will kind of move him up, coming off a, a split decision victory over uh, George Masvidal, who's a, who's a very durable, solid fighter in his own right. 
So it'll be interesting to see where where that win for him puts him uh, in the standings. Neil Magny was a seventh-ranked welterweight. So I got to think that that win for Lorenz Larkin is going to bump him into that top 15. With that being said, it'll also be interesting to see who gets bumped out. Will Jake Ellenberger fall out of the top 15? Um, Donald Cerrone, who fought on the main card and won. Does he advance? He beat. He got a win over uh, number nine, Rick Story. You know, and Cowboy's always an entertaining fight. And he's another one of those guys who, hey, as long as I, as long as you'll put a contract in front of me, I'll sign it and I'll fight. And that's something that you've got to respect. He's a tremendous competitor, a great fighter, and he took out a tough guy in the second round with a head kick and some punches, TKO victory for him, two minutes and two seconds into the second round. Donald Cerrone is a is another guy who has climbed up, climbed up, climbed up, climbed the ladder, climbed the ladder, got right to the peak of the top of the mountain and just can't get over the hump. For whatever reason, he just can't seem to bring home that elusive UFC championship. And this is a guy that I've been watching since the WEC, and he had some tremendous fights in the WEC. Ended up winning the interim belt. Had a couple of losses to Ben Henderson, but they were great fights. Had some interesting fights with Jamie Varner. So, you know, this guy goes way back. And this is a guy who's win, who had that tremendous winning streak just a, just a year ago, got all the way to the top, and got absolutely stunned by Rafael Dos Anjos. And, you know, that was the body kick that got him. So there's no shame there. The liver shot, man, as you know, man, if you get hit in that right, right spot in the liver, you're, it's like you're paralyzed, you know, as as – Fayaz would would attest to that. You know, you get caught in that liver, man, it, it'll drop you and it'll put you out. But solid win for Donald Cerrone. Impressive win for sure in that main card, on that main card spot. Corey Garbant continues, and forgive me if I'm butchering his name. Y'all know how I am with names. Another great Victory for him, 48-second TKO finish over Takeya Mizugaki, who is always hovering right around that top eight, top ten, former contender in the WEC. Not someone that you can take lightly. And Garbaugh just, man, he's come out of nowhere. And it's like we blinked our eyes, and he's all of a sudden 10-0. 10-0 with a 5-5 win streak, shooting up the ladder. And that battle made division, of course, what's he going to do? What anybody who's smart would do. And that's call out the champ, Dominic Cruz. How does a guy like... Cody Garbon 
matchup with a dominant Cruz. But, you know, in that division, that's the question that you've got to ask of anybody. Does anybody match up well with a dominant Cruz? He's such a, a, a dominant fighter. And I think finally, finally we're able to get the black belt on the show. So I want to go ahead and bring him in. Bayaz, how's it going? Are you with us? I am with you. Can you hear me? You are in. You made it. Yes. I made it. 15 minutes late. Man, I've been listening the whole time. And in my head, I'm just going, man, it's it's like I'm having the conversation with you, but I'm not really having the conversation with you. But uh, it's it's driving me nuts, man. It's driving me nuts. Well, man, get us up to speed. Um, aside from the, the, the main event and the co-main event, uh, give us your thoughts. What stood out to you on the preliminary card? What stood out to you on those first three fights in the main card? Man, I didn't uh, I didn't catch a lot of the prelims, but I will tell you, uh, Tim Means. Tim Means is an absolute animal. I mean, if if the guy if you chopped his hands off, he would find a way to kill you with just his knees and his elbows. He's ridiculous. His technique with his elbows is ridiculous. And uh, it's, I mean, he was amazing, man. And, you know, and that's a guy who's beat, who beat Matt Brown. And he's tough like Matt Brown. He's just one of those guys who, you know, comes forward and just gets in there and just gets dirty. And just, oh, man, he cut, he cut Hamasi up with some just some sick elbows. And that guy was bleeding. You know, it was a stoppage. Hamas never went down. He just covered up on the cage. His face was covered up in blood, and Herb Dean had seen enough. Tim Means is a tough guy, man. Um, I, I yeah. Think, and he and he's he, he's a well he's kind of a well traveled fighter. You know, just taking a quick glance. You know, he's fought he's fought here in Texas for Legacy. Um, He's fought King of the Cage, won a title down at the King of the Cage. Um, you know, have several fights in the UFC. Yeah. The question for a guy like that is, what's it going to take for him to break on to that next level? Man, you know, he hadn't been. He's only had a few, right? So, uh, you know, they're getting they're they're putting him in slowly. I think they're not trying to, uh, you know, push him too fast, too hard and burn him out. But I think you're going to, I think you're going to see that guy climb, uh, climb the ranks. He seems to be good everywhere. I haven't seen a lot of him on the ground. A little bit I have seen. He does really well, but on the feet, man, he is just nasty. And it's crazy because even, even if you try to get in there and fight with him and make it dirty, I mean, that's just not a place you want to be with. You don't want to be there with him either. It's, uh, it's bad all the way around if, uh, if, if you're not ready to actually just bite down your mouthpiece and fight when you're standing in front of a guy like Tim Means. Well, let's get to the top of the card, talk about the co-main event, which on paper seemed to be a pretty good matchup, a fight that I think everybody would have assumed hope, or would have hoped that would have done a majority uh, of – the fight on the feet in the stand-up game. Um, the fight started out like that, but uh, 
It didn't get too far before Anthony Johnson landed a nasty uppercut and uh, knocked Glover Teixeira into tomorrow, so much to the point (laughs) that he was trying to take the referee down. Man, is there anybody in this world, is there any man walking this earth that Anthony Johnson cannot knock out? He didn't knock out Daniel Cormier. He didn't I knock tell you out what, Daniel he almost did. He knocked down. Nah, he did knock Daniel Cormier he knocked him across, across the, cage. the ring. He knocked him across <laughs> the cage. Literally across the cage, like he was punching a stuffed animal. Knocked him across the cage. And I truly believe that if Anthony Johnson just trains, you know, enough wrestling, enough, uh, you know power to take, you know, take away the takedown, you know, scramble to his feet, you know, things like that, and work on that cardio and prepare for five rounds, I think, I think he's the champ, man. I, you know, I think, I think he beats Daniel Cormier. That power is just uh, on such another level. I think they had the graphic it's crazy. number two all time. And knockouts in the UFC, I think, with 11, tied with Vitor Belfort, just surpassing Anderson Silva. And Anderson, you know, Anderson Silva was kind of like that precision knockout guy. Anthony Johnson knocks people's heads into the first row. Yeah. Uh, Glover, you know, and I picked Glover. I said, all right, well, if Glover can get him past round one and midway into round two, he's probably got a chance, right? Not the case. (laughs) Not not the case. And when you look at the replay, Anthony Johnson, it doesn't even look like he had his full body weight. He had no hip going into that uppercut. He had no – I mean, he didn't have his whole uh, – he didn't have everything coming in behind that punch, man. It was Most of it was arm. And that just goes to show you, man, he, he might have killed Glover Teixeira had he had a full, you know, full range of motion, uh, you know, torque on his hip. I mean, that's uh, – uh, that is a ridiculous power, man. Ridiculous power. He looked lean. He looked good. I was kind of hoping I'd get to see him go, you know, three, four, maybe even five rounds to see how he does. Because if knocking Daniel Cormier, if he doesn't knock Daniel Cormier out, he's got he's going to go five rounds with the guy. He's got to go five. Yeah. And, you know, even like we talked about Friday, you know, that in those cases, Rumble turns to crumble, and crumble ends right. up usually getting choked out, and that's not that's not going to win a world title. Uh, no. But and uh, well, Rumble like did the crumble another last shot. Yeah, and he deserves it. He deserves it. I just want him to take full advantage of. It. Don't rely on the hand cannons, right? Be ready for that five round fight. Be ready for the fact that Daniel Cormier has taken your best shot after you knocked across the ring and he still got up and managed to find a way to later on take your back and choke you out. That you've got to prepare for that, man. That's, uh, that's ridiculous. That's, I hope he does. I'd really like to see Anthony Johnson uh, win a world title, man. I think he can do it. Yeah, I definitely think so too. Um, I, I think he. I think obviously we know he can knock him out. He can knock anybody out, apparently. 
Yeah. Glover Teixeira, never been finished, never been knocked out, known for his boxing. Right. But, you know, to me, the thing about, for me, with Glover Teixeira, or Glover Teixeira, excuse me, you know, he came in with a lot of hype. You know, they build him as the greatest or the best light heavyweight not in the UFC or to never have fight in the UFC. You know, yeah. and I just didn't buy it. I, I never really bought it. Not that he wasn't a good fighter, but, uh, yeah. you know, I, I just never really felt like he was uh, as good as they hyped him out to be. But uh, he definitely got good boxing. Um, and, and, you know, of course, he's got a, a good ground game that we don't get to see often. But Right. So I, was, I guess what I'm saying is I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised that Anthony Johnson knocked him out. Yeah, not but yeah. I mean, you know, it, I, wouldn't but be surprised I just that didn't Anthony think it would happen that quick. Out. Yeah, 13 seconds. Yeah, no, I definitely could say that too. I didn't think, yeah, not 13 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was just absolutely ridiculous. Quick shout out to all the kids who went out. Did some pancreation. I was able to get one fight up on the majority decision. And, uh, man, those kids, you know, for all you guys who are wondering what it's like when, you you know, these kids go to these little pancreation, do these little kitty MMA fights, man, you need to watch uh, a couple of the videos that we posted on the site. It's real safe. It's real clean. And it's, uh, it's fair competition. It's no more than – it's no worse than, uh, you know – except for the fact that they can't hit in the head and they can't get knocked out. Therefore, there's no head damage, okay? You know, unlike, uh, you know, nine-year-old Golden Glove boxing kids that, uh, you know, hit each other in the head all the time. So it's, uh, you know, lobby for that in Texas, man. We should, uh, these kids shouldn't have to drive uh, two states over to do this. Yeah, or Little League football. Yeah. Where guys yeah, no are constantly, kidding, right? kids are constantly driving their heads into their phone. Yeah. And I'm a football yeah, fan. Absolutely. My son's getting absolutely. ready to play his first year for the school. So, but, uh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, go. it's definitely safe. It's, it's definitely safe. And, yeah. Absolutely. And, absolutely. Uh, they got to, they got to lobby for to that. To me, it's only there's, just, there's, there's, it, yeah. It's right along the same lines as a, as just a normal karate tournament really i mean they're with grappling right i mean right you that's, send your kid out to a karate tournament they're kicking they're punching each other well that's why i referred to like you know golden gloves boxing right i mean yeah, yeah they're hitting each other in the head those kids and those kids some of those kids are six seven eight years old i mean you know it happens right so let's jump right into it the main event the biggest rematch in ufc history according to mike goldberg Eye roll, insert eye roll. Yeah. Um, let me just give you my synopsis, and then you can you can give yours. Um, I thought Conor McGregor came Larry in. Emergent of MMA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Conor McGregor came in. I felt like his his game plan was absolutely on point. Uh, it was right where absolutely. it needed to be. Needed to be. Um, I felt like he won. Obviously, he won the first. Uh, was able to put Nate Diaz down, but everybody knows Nate Diaz is uh, highly durable. Right. Um, I felt like the second round was close. Um, I, I kind of, I think I gave it to Diaz. I gave three to Diaz. 
I gave four to McGregor, and I gave five to Diaz. I think five was also very close. Um, yeah. I think what did it for Diaz was the blood. And at the end of the third through the fourth and the fifth, I think the blood in his eyes really took away from what he was able to do. He was constantly wiping his face. And uh, credit to Connor, he stayed he did exactly what he said he was going to do. He stayed patient. And, man, the right hand, the right hand, uh, or the left hand, excuse me, was there all night long. Oh, yeah. It seems like to me. Absolutely, man. And, you know, on top of that, he was given up. He was getting mauled on the fence, still fought out, still threw strong elbows in the pocket. I mean, he, he mm-hmm. did everything you wanted him to do. Right, and I bet you he was probably giving up 15 to 20 pounds. I mean that, he, you know, he gutted it, and I said it, man. I said if he's going to win that fight, that's the only way he's going to win is by decision. And I think he edged it out, man. I think he did a good job. That was a great fight. Yeah, it was a good fight, and and I was, I was, man, I was surprised. I thought we were going to get a split, a split draw. Um. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those some of those rounds were just so razor close. It's hard to yeah. complain. Uh, you know, even though I did think Diaz, I felt like Diaz won, it's hard to complain because it was super close. I, th- I, think, um, I think they gave it to Connor because of power shots, right? I mean, how many times yeah. have we seen Robbie Lawler go through a war and we both saw that he lost and they gave it to, the, uh, and they gave it to him anyway just because he landed more power shots? Yeah. Yeah, it was a great fight, but uh, to me, no need for a trilogy, not right away at least. What do you think about that? No, no. Well, all right, everybody, we didn't get to talk as much about it. We want to talk about it more next time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great week. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.